Hello and welcome back to episode 16 of the Beans Does Stuff podcast. Last time out I was talking about my vinyl collection and more specifically my 10 most treasured albums of all time. I have to say I was really pleased with the feedback I got from this episode. Within just an hour or so of it launching I was getting emails and messages telling me that you'd enjoyed it and more importantly sharing your favourite albums with me. It was great to discover a few more gems to add to my playlist, so thank you. I hope you gave the Beans Does Vinyl playlist a listen on Spotify so you could hear for yourselves just how questionable my music taste has been over the years, and some would say still is. This week's episode is the first of my looks at takeaway style food. It's Beans Does Tacos, or should I say, El Frijoles Hate Tacos. Like I said in the intro, I was blown away by the level of feedback that I got from this episode and from a very early stage. It's clear that music evokes a passion in everybody. I really enjoyed hearing about your favourite albums. I haven't had a chance to listen to them all yet, but I'm doing my best to give them all a go. I think Big Tiddy put it best when he said some of his favourite albums weren't just a soundtrack to his life but were often like therapy for him and at times the music has literally healed his soul. The good news, for the wife anyway, is that it's not just me that appreciated the Sgt Pepper's picture disc clock as it's currently in transit to the state of Virginia in the United States along with a couple of Lemon Co clothing t-shirts. The episode dropped on Friday morning, as it always does, and by Saturday afternoon I'd had a message about it. I'm glad that someone else liked the clock and wanted it on their walls. It's also nice that it's a fellow podcaster. Lainey, I hope you enjoy the clock. I really enjoyed recording the episode about vinyl, but it felt like it was missing something. It was strange doing an episode about music that featured no music on it, but due to copyright laws that was forbidden. I could have added music direct from Spotify that would only play when you listen to the episode through Anchor, but so few listeners utilise that platform that there really didn't seem any point. Nonetheless, I will attempt to atone for that at the end of this episode by sharing an uncopyrighted song for you, but a little more on that later. So what's been going on in the world of beans this week? It was mine and Kim's wedding anniversary on Bank Holiday Monday. Before we had kids, we used to celebrate our anniversary with a trip abroad. And once we had them, we used to celebrate with a trip back to our wedding venue for a nice meal. Something that we couldn't do this year, thanks to lockdown. But not only that, because sadly, as this whole thing unraveled, residents in Nantwich, Cheshire had to close its doors permanently because of its apparently precarious financial position. Once the Nantwich Jazz Festival was cancelled, which is a great source of revenue for all the bars and restaurants of Nantwich, it became apparent to them that they could no longer carry on trading. It was very sad to read the heartfelt words of farewell on their social media pages. It really is a crying shame that they could not continue. The staff were fabulous, always helpful, and on our special day, nothing was too much trouble. They were excellent, as was the food. It was always of a consistently great standard and they had a fabulous range of whiskies too. Sadly, this won't be the only victim of these testing times. 
in terms of the podcast, there are some new things on the horizon. I'm hopefully going to try something new on the podcast next week. I've said from day one that I wasn't going to be too rigid in terms of how it all works and would experiment with different things. I want the podcast to grow and evolve as I get more confident with what I'm doing. Once I do get a bit more confident, that's the time I think to push myself out of my comfort zone and try new things. It's important to me that I learn a little as I'm going and I'm learning new stuff each week. As long as we can make it work, I will not be the only one talking next week. My pals Gaz and Andy are going to join me to talk about the topic. If it works and we get positive feedback, then I will look to try and do a Beans and Pals episode once a month and try and make that the first podcast of each calendar month. If it works really well, well, who knows where that could lead. If it doesn't work, then I'll simply return to the tried and tested format. If it really doesn't work, then you may never hear it. And what I have planned for episode 18 will quickly become episode 17. It might be the case that we have different co-hosts each month, or it might be the same ones. Fingers crossed it works because I think it will add a new dynamic to the podcast. Last week, I promised that I would be on the Nexus a little more often to give you guys a good old game of darts. I must apologise because my self-imposed exile has carried over into a second week. I've been so busy with work, JJ's birthday and the work on the next four episodes of the podcast that I just haven't been able to make time in amongst all the Zoom calls with family and friends. This week, I promise I'll be back on at some point as I've booked a couple of days off work. Keep an eye out for Beans or Beans underscore does underscore stuff and challenge me to a game. So this week's episode is Beans Does Tacos. I'm going to chat about my most favourite of all dishes. Every day is Taco Tuesday as far as I'm concerned. And give you another tried and tested Beans Does recipe to have a go at in your kitchen at home. It's a taco with a beans twist. This is the first instalment of a series of takeaway episodes that will be interspersed amongst the other episodes. It's a bitter pill to swallow that my hometown of Allsager does not have a Mexican restaurant. It used to have one called, and I could be wrong here, I think it was Las Chicas maybe. I, I can't remember its name, but ultimately it really wasn't very good. The only thing that I learned from this restaurant is that my buddy Sid can't swallow the worm in his shot of tequila. Actually, that, that isn't fair. He can. It's just that it doesn't stay swallowed for any longer than around about 60 seconds or so. Good times. As I said last week, my pal stateside Tiddy and China had set the bar pretty high. They're going to be launching a culinary chaos series on their Outcast Media Group YouTube channel. They sent me a Marco Polo of their venison tacos that have been smoked on Shiner's Traeger and accompanied by Big Titty Sides. And I have to say, they genuinely look like the best tacos in the world. So my goal was to try and make something as good as what they produced. These guys know a thing or two about tacos as well. Check out their other YouTube channel, 420 Eats, where they visit places to go eat when you have a serious case of the munchies. The first 
episode featured Joel Byne and the Rub Truck in Tulsa, Oklahoma. In this premiere episode, Chef Joel makes some pretty epic tacos with a twist. His steak and pickle cactus tacos will probably be the first thing I tried off of his menu. But the pulled pork mole and Korean short rib barbecue tacos with his own specially created kimchi also looked absolutely outstanding. That's the great thing about tacos for me. You can literally put anything in them. All of these tacos sounded spectacular, but I wasn't going to just reproduce something that I'd seen elsewhere. This had to be my own creation and my own recipe. I've never been to Mexico, but I have visited some mighty fine restaurants in the States. Despite that though, I've never been to a Taco Bell, which I was amazed to read started out in 1950 as Bell's hamburgers and hot dogs before they started selling crispy hard shell tacos for 19 cents in a Hispanic neighborhood. And now they serve 600,000 cows worth of beef in their tacos every year. The word taco literally means plug or wad. I guess because it plugs a hole in your belly. I don't know, I can't be sure. Tacos first came to the United States in 1905 on food stands in San Antonio. Given that this was the first place tacos were available in the US, it seemed only right to get some input from a resident of San Antonio, and he just so happens to be a huge taco fan, my cousin Bo. I asked Bo for a bit of info about his favourite type of taco, and it was pretty clear by his response that he loves his tacos. His favourite taco is the carne asada. This is a grilled and seasoned steak taco with a lime, lemon and chipotle marinade. In Texas, the green salsa is the hot one and the red one is normally much milder. It would have to be the green salsa for me. He likes all of this to be served in homemade corn tortillas. These are similar in size and thickness to the flour tortillas, but should not be confused with them. I told you he takes his taco seriously. He assures me that these serve warm and buttery with the grill marks on them are an absolute game changer. I'm looking at taking a trip to Oklahoma and Texas next year, and this will be the first thing that I order. Not a meal that I'll soon forget, I don't doubt. The wife bought me a taco recipe book for Christmas called Tacotopia, and it features a recipe for Bo's taco of choice, the carne asada. But as I said, this has to be my own recipe, but that's been some great inspiration. The wife's favorite tacos are fish tacos. The birthplace of the fish taco is Ensenada, Mexico, but we first tried them some 412 miles north of there in Las Vegas, Nevada. We ate at the Taqueria Canonita, and I apologize for the pronunciation of that, and sat by the side of the canal that runs through the Venetian. The food there was fantastic. Kim had ordered the fish tacos and ordered the same again when we visited the next year and said that they were every bit as good. I've had a go at recreating these for at home, and although they turned out pretty good, these aren't the recipe that I'm going to be sharing with you. Bo raised a good point about the taco shell themselves. He favours corn tortillas and just as Chef Joel Byron from the Rub Truck says, it is key that you grill your tacos. Not just for the flavour, but to stop them from falling apart. I love soft shell tacos, whereas the wife, she tends to prefer the crispy hard shells. 
There is another alternative though. Last year, I came up with the concept of pizzacos. Just like regular tacos, you can fill them with whatever filling you like. But this shell is made out of pizza dough, thinly rolled out and laid across a folded out foil takeaway tray to make it into a more traditional V-shaped taco. Much like a pizza, it's topped with mozzarella, cheddar cheese and a tomato salsa topping rather than traditional tomato and herb based. Basically, a taco shaped pizza with the filling of your choice, pizzacos. Give them a go. They're surprisingly good. The ones I made, I topped with barbecue pulled pork, jalapenos, and coriander, or cilantro if you're stateside. This isn't the recipe I'm going to be making today. I'm just going to be using plain old flour tortillas. Sorry to disappoint, Bo. In episode 14, I told you about the world's most expensive Manhattan. Well, that sounds like an absolute bargain compared to the world's most expensive tacos. Found at the Grand Velas Las Cabos Resort, they'll set you back a staggering $25,000. The corn tortillas are gold infused and then layered with Kobe beef and lobster. Then topped with black truffle brie, which costs $100 per ounce, and a healthy dollop of beluga caviar costing $700 an ounce, before being topped off with another layer of gold. The resort recommends pairing that with a $150,000 platinum and white gold bottle of tequila Lay 925. I'd like to say I had a go at making these, but I didn't. I think I've said enough now about what I didn't make. It's probably about time to talk you through what I actually did. As always, I'll share the ingredients on here, but I'll also share them on social media. So just screenshot them from there. It's a heck of a lot easier. I'll talk you through how to make the sides first. I'm not going to share the ingredients on social media for them as they are really straightforward. If you do follow these accounts, you'll have no doubt seen the pictures that I share out each week of my setup ready to record with a few objects in frame just to tease what I'm going to be talking about. This week, you'll have no doubt seen a stack of Friday the 13th films. I love horror movies and these films in particular. This was a clue to the tacos that I made. Part 5, A New Beginning, does make a reference to Mexican food, where Reggie the Reckless's cool elder brother demon is having some trouble with those damn enchiladas. I promise you, that wasn't the reference I was making. My tacos are called Jason Voorhees tacos, not because of them resembling one of his victims, but because of the sauce that I cook them in. I'm making chicken in chorizo, chili and cherry sauce, ch 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 as often used in the tension soundtrack to these movies. Before you email me, I know the sounds were taken from the first syllables of Betsy Palmer's character Mrs. Voorhees saying kill her mommy. But over the years, it has always been referred to as ch 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 and that's where I take the name of my source from. First, the sides. As well as grated Mexican spicy cheese, pickled jalapenos, slices of lime and a green lettuce salad. I made two sides to accompany this dish. Neither of them were inspired by Sean S. Cunningham's famous slasher. The first was bacon pieces cooked in maple syrup and chili. Simply fry the bacon in a little oil and just do it until that bacon is still soft. Then remove it from the heat Cut it up into tiny pieces that are approximately one centimeter squared. 
Then return them to the pan and fry it in about two to three tablespoons of maple syrup and plenty of hot chili powder. And keep that frying until it's good and crispy. The second side is every bit as simple. I finely diced a red onion and then fried it in the juice of a lime, a generous splash of Tabasco sauce. Now, you don't have to use Tabasco specifically, you can use any hot sauce. You could even make your own hot sauce. Give episode 4 a listen if you want to know how to do that. Half a teaspoon of paprika, the same again of cayenne pepper and hot chili powder. And just fry this for a couple of minutes and that's your sides. The maple bacon is sweet and spicy, and this will complement the sweet and spicy Jason Voorhees sauce, whereas the onions, they make a nice robust contrast to that. Right, on to the main event. The ingredients you will need are as follows. Three chicken breasts, half a teaspoon of cayenne pepper, half a teaspoon of Tabasco sauce, half a teaspoon of hot chili powder, half a teaspoon of smoked paprika, a 213 grams of black cherries tin now this is the weight with the liquid removed so it'll probably be a 400 gram tin 85 ml of malbec red wine one teaspoon of garlic paste half a teaspoon of cumin half a teaspoon of fenugreek one tablespoon of morello cherry jam or jelly in the states one tablespoon of black cherry jam four pickled green frank chilies and 130 grams of finely diced chorizo sausage, and then a little bit of salt and pepper to season it all with. You can use whatever tortillas you like. If I'm being honest, I would probably use Bo's suggestion and go with the corn ones. I use flour tortillas as that was all that was available to me. Don't forget to grill them. If you're feeling particularly adventurous, you could grill them in a way that they look like a Detroit Red Wings hockey mask to give them a proper Jason Voorhees feel. Or you could even have a go at making them as pizzacos. I think this recipe would work really well with it. You don't necessarily have to use chicken with this recipe either. I think this recipe would work just as well with pork or duck. Because the spices are cooked into the sauce, it's not a hugely spicy dish. So if you're like me and you like plenty of spice with your food, you can add plenty of your favorite hot sauce when it's served. I simply went with chicken to add an extra to the recipe. You'll need to prep the chicken first, but I'll talk about what to do with it once I've told you about the sauce. So here's how to make that sauce first. Add a little oil to a large saucepan. When it's nice and hot, add the chorizo to the oil and stir it round so the chorizo is covered in the oil. Then add the garlic paste and the chopped frank chilies. Frank chilies are perfect for Tex-Mex cooking. They aren't crazily hot. You can eat the pickle ones straight out of the jar. I always do. They are delicious. Cooked into a recipe, they add a warmth that will build as you eat it, but it will never get too hot to handle. Next, Empty the cherries out of the jar into the sieve and dispose of the liquid. Give them a quick blitz in the food processor so that they're in nice big chunks. You don't want to blend this down into a pulp. These will also add texture as well as flavour to the sauce. Then add the cherries to the chorizo mix and stir through. The next bit is a classic beans guide to shopping for recipes. Don't mess about buying a miniature bottle of wine from the supermarket. Get a proper size bottle. 
For sure, you're only going to use 85ml of it when you're cooking, but I like nothing more than relaxing after a nice meal with a glass of wine. This is a genuine tip too, not just an insight into my possible alcohol dependency. <laughs> if you're going to drink it too, you're going to get a better quality of wine. I know plenty of people who will buy a cheaper wine to cook with. Don't do it. You want the best quality ingredients for your meal. Never cook with a wine that you wouldn't be happy to drink yourself or serve to your guests. Add that wine to your sauce and once it starts to boil, drop that heat down and just let it simmer. Next, add in the spoonfuls of jam and stir through before adding the cumin, fenugreek, salt and pepper. Cumin and fenugreek are commonly used in Indian cooking, but these will add to the flavour of the sauce and I promise you it won't make it taste like a curry. With the sauce cooking away, it's time to turn your attention to the chicken or whichever meat you've chosen to cook with. I inherited two things from my mother growing up. A neurosis about fish bones, which is hence why I very rarely eat fish other than shellfish. And a neurosis about uncooked meat. You're going to want thin strips of chicken in these tacos. I cut my chicken up into strips about twice the thickness that I would use. And then I coated the meat in the Tabasco, cayenne pepper, hot chili powder and paprika. And then I leave it to rest and soak in the flavours in the fridge for about two hours before I'm going to cook with it. Then I clean down the side thoroughly before washing my hands twice as thoroughly. Add some oil to a frying pan as soon as you've done the last step of the sauce and heat it to a high heat. Fry the chicken until it's cooked through. Because of my uncooked meat neurosis, I keep the chicken moving with a thick fish slice that I have. Once I think it's cooked through, I cut each tender chicken strip in half by pressing down on top of them with the fish slice so that I can check that each and every one of them has been cooked properly. If you're wondering why I sliced the chicken twice as thick as I needed it, it's so I can cut it in half later to do my checks. Thankfully, these are the only two elements of neurosis that I picked up from my mother, who will worry about absolutely everything. Add the chicken to the sauce and stir it through so that it's all coated in that dark, sweet sauce. Then either put it in a bowl or serve it straight into your hard or soft shell tacos. This will make either six large tacos, as you'll see in the picture that I'm going to share on social media, or ten smaller ones. As I said, it's not too spicy, so if you're like me, you're going to want to add plenty of hot sauce and jalapenos to it. It's a fairly sweet sauce, but the chorizos and the chilies give it a real umami taste, but it definitely is on the sweetest side. Now, I have a really sweet tooth, if you hadn't guessed by some of my previous recipes. While typing this recipe up, I wondered whether I should have added a dark chocolate as well, but purely for the extra ch. In truth, it's sweet enough. Enjoy your tacos with an ice cold lager or margarita and save that red wine to enjoy later. That was my take on tacos, and they were epic. They tasted fantastic. Lovely sweet sauce with that smoky chorizo flavor to stop it from being too sweet. Are they the world's best tacos? Yeah, I don't know. 
Why don't you try them and let me know what you think. Also, let me know what your favourite tacos are. I love hearing everybody's different opinions on stuff. Next week's episode will be me and my buddies Gaz and Andy sharing our experiences about the NFL games that have been held in the UK. We'll be sharing the do's and don'ts of our experiences in the capital and no doubt a funny story or two about what is basically a glorified beer session with a little bit of sport chucked in at the end of it. I'm going to have to rake up some serious dirt on the other guys because I know they both have some stories to tell about the dumb stuff that I've done. I hope you'll join me for that one. And I really want your honest feedback about that episode. If you like it, that's great. Let me know. If you hate it, do you know what? That's also great. But please don't be shy. Get in touch and let me know. And let me know why you hate it. If it works, I'm going to do more episodes like it, maybe as often as once a month. If it doesn't, it will just be another failed experiment like New Coke or the Sinclair C5. Normal service will be resumed the week after next, as I'll be bringing you an updated version of episode one in the shape of Beans Does Podcasting and talking you through everything that I've learned since I started in February. The other thing I'd like your feedback on is an extra feature I'm thinking of adding into the episodes. Each week I share a picture on social media, as I said, of my setup as I'm about to record. And each photo is a different beer I enjoy whilst I record it. I was thinking of adding a brief review of that beer if that's something that you guys would be interested in. Last week, in 25 degrees Celsius weather, I chose an 8% Russian Imperial Stout. Bad idea. It dried my throat right out. I had the much more refreshing Piston Head Custom Swedish Lager this week. So if you're interested in hearing just a little bit about the different beers that I pick each week, drop me an email or message me on social media and it might be something then that I add in going forward. Finally, I need to give a shout out to my sponsors, Lemon Co Clothing. If you're looking for something just a little bit different in your beanie, your t-shirt, your sweatshirt or your hoodie, get yourself over to lemoncoclothing.com. When life gives you lemons, stay sour and make lemonade. I normally do my end piece over music, but there'll be no music this week as I have a bit of a treat for you that's worth sticking around for. So thank you again for stopping by. Please, as always, send your feedback to at Stuff on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Or on the web, you can visit www.beansdustuff.weebly.com. There's links to the social media, the email and a link to the podcast on Google Podcasts. You can always email me at beansdoesstuff at outlook.com with any of the things that I've asked for or any of the things you want to send me, including ideas for episodes. Alternatively, you can find my profile on Anchor and leave me a message, and I promise I'll play some of them on the podcast if I receive them. Next week's episode is Beans and Pals Do NFL UK, in which we'll be talking about our favourite sport, favourite watering holes, and our favourite stories. Right then, last week, as I said, the how-to was just a little bit, shall we say, substandard. Hopefully, I've atoned for that this week. Keeping in mind that last week's episode was all about music, a more fitting how-to would have been if I'd ever recorded a piece of music. Now, despite being the lead guitarist in a band called Violent Disorder and backing vocalist in another one called The Philosophical Spider-Man in my youth, I can't actually play any instruments, and I 
damn sure can't sing a note in tune, and I have thus never recorded anything. Not like my buddy Sid. Back in 2006, Sid did the vocals for a musician by the name of Dave Kent. Sid, I have to say, has a fairly decent singing voice, but if he were introducing this, he would be telling you right now how this isn't how he would have actually sang this song. It isn't the sort of style of music that he normally sings. This is the style that Dave had requested. As you can well imagine, as good friends do, we have ribbed him mercilessly over the years about this. But you have to say, fair play to him for pushing himself out of his comfort zone and having a go. One thing that this piece of music, well, two things, two things this piece of music has never had is one, thankfully, copyrighted so I can share it now. And two is a real listening audience. It's never been played on the airwaves. So I'm pleased to be able to do that for them now. Yes, it's not exactly MTV. It is the Beans Does Stuff podcast. The audiences are, shall we say, well, an ocean apart. But nonetheless, I'm pleased to do my bit for it. Until next time, when no doubt we'll have plenty more stuff to talk about. Take care. But before you do, this is Lost Souls with Angry and Lonely. to say to make me feel like I don't know and I don't care now you let it get away and now I'm seeing this is something I can't share now and you take me to the light you drove me through the night I can't let go no more I'm angry, I'm lonely Don't know what the pain is for I'm angry, I'm lonely Since you walked into my door I'm angry, I'm lonely This disease, it has no cure I'm angry, I'm lonely Lonely You don't know what you do to me Impose these feelings, leave me dealing You've thrown away the key Left love and hatred, sin and misery Broken bottles on the floor Shattered memories of times before I can't let go no more I'm angry, I'm lonely I don't know what the pain is for I'm angry, I'm lonely Since you walked into my door I'm angry, I'm lonely This disease, it has no cure I'm angry, I'm lonely Go no more. I'm angry, I'm lonely. Don't know what the pain is for. I'm angry, I'm lonely. Since you walked into my door.